Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Eurovision Rewind podcast. This is the show where we take a retrospective look at the Eurovision Song Contest of the past and the years in which they took place. I am um, an air violin, Jonathan. <laughs> I am a uh, a French clown with his finger stuck in a trumpet, Ellis. <laughs> uh, I am Carol with two R's and two L's, Millen. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And if you haven't realized by now, we are talking about 1962 Eurovision. Uh, before we get to any of that, let's start with our songs of the week. Who wants to start? Um, oh, I just spaced out. What the? Okay. Yes. Uh, so normally, my my bit, my my shtick, if you will, is that I uh, I, I pull a track from the year in question that we are covering. However, the year in question, I feel like. To interrupt yeah. you, I feel like you say that that's your thing, but you never actually do it. No, I have done that for the last numerous reviews. I, I, can, I, I could not tell you the last time that I missed out on this. It was probably 1956, actually. Um, oh, maybe it's just that like I remember more the times where you don't do it because like, <laughs> I'm used to you doing it. Sorry, yeah, go maybe. on. <laughs> but my, my shtick, at least my purported shtick, is that I do uh, I do a song from the year that we're covering. However, the, the year currently that we're covering is 1962, which is so deeply out of my musical wheelhouse. Um, and so I am I have one I have a pick from 1962 that is semi-ironic, and then an actual song of the week. Um, so my, my the, the 1962 one is the Monster Mash by Boris Pickett. Uh, yes, that came out in '62. <laughs> <laughs> that's an all-time <laughs> classic how can you not love the monster mash um but then like my actual pick for song of the week is holiday on ice by le night club um spelled k-n-i-g-h-t it's mm -hmm. uh guy manuel and cristo and the other co-founder of credimore and it's off of the first ever credimore release it's some some real good funky shit uh, some real good funky French French music, and um, uh, it's uh, uh, very much. It, apparently, it was recorded in the same week as "Around the World" by Daft Punk, and it very much sounds like uh, a VIP of "Around the World," a variation in production. Um, and I just found that earlier today because I was listening to a bunch of Crydemore mixes. So um, yeah, shout out to the Nightclub. Amazing. Lovely. Uh, let's see. My song this week. I don't know. This week's been a little bit weird for me music-wise. Haven't been listening to too much. Yeah. Um, but who I have been listening to uh, is Rina Sawayama. Um, oh. So my song this week is uh, Take Me As I Am by Rina Sawayama off the 2017 release. Rina. Um, great song. Very catchy. Uh, pretty much perfect in every way damn yeah amazing we'll have uh, to uh we'll have to to check that check it out you know we will <laughs> <laughs> um and um yeah so my song of the week is um i'd rather be with you by bootsy collins which Ooh. is i feel like yeah um actually you don't know that one i feel like i do which is more surprising oh, okay yeah um our mutual friend Maggie introduced me to this song, and I really love it. It's like a like I knew who Bootsy Collins was because I knew that he featured on um, "Groove Is in the Heart" by Delight, um, but I didn't realize that he was a super like influential person in like the funk music scene. And I don't know, the song has like a really good vibe. It's very like funky, jazzy, puts you in a good mood. Good music to disassociate to. <laughs> that sounds like a great spotify playlist name songs to disassociate to oh i yeah. should make that yeah. i'm gonna make that but um yeah that's my song of the week that's what i've been listening to um so is that everything we have to say about our songs of the week are we ready to get into 1962 at large i think so yeah all right perfect all right we started in mm we started and ended this year on a Monday. Between those two Mondays, quite a lot happened. The World of Entertainment, West Side Story wins Beck's picture at the Oscars. Love Me Do by the Beatles is released. 
first hoop and stick tournament is held, and the first ever TV marathon <laughs> fundraiser was held in the Netherlands. Wait, wait, yes, wait, that wait, is, wait. So like, is like, <laughs> like, like you're running around the ground, and you got the hoop next to you, and you got the stick in your hand, and you're like whacking it and trying to make it roll. Yeah, that one. That uh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's called. <laughs> that's called what? I'm pretty sure that's called Gilly Dunda. In oh no no not quite not quite that's stick and then small piece of wood that you have to keep elevated. Oh, um, got it. Interesting. What it's language like, was that? Hindi. Okay, I don't know if it's yeah. actually the Hindi Ooh. name, but it's it's that's what it's called on the Indian subcontinent. Um, that's funny because you said it, and I knew that it was Hindi, but it really sounded Icelandic. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, it sounded kind of... I don't normally think of, like, the hoop and stick uh, as, like, uh, Indian, so I assumed it was, like, Scandinavian somehow. I don't know if I think of it as anything. I don't know. I, I just think... I feel it like I think like... of it as, like, Amish, almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Non-industrialized. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very, um level two of development according to my (laughs) yes according to my ap human geo class um (laughs) what's uh, shun Uh the modern return to monkey hoop and stick exactly yeah okay that's what um roxor loops wants oh god i forgot about roxor loops the beatboxer from like the ogae thing who doesn't like yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is that is a deep cut right there. <laughs> that is a deep cut. It's for the deep listeners of the Eurovision Rewind podcast. Oh yeah, and and yeah, Roxor Loops wants us to play with um, hoop and stick and r- ride in a horse-drawn carriage. Hoop and stick and hoop and stick in style. Um, furthermore, Andy Warhol debuts his iconic series of Campbell's soup can prints. Marilyn Monroe passes away. Bob Dylan releases his first album, and the first James Bond film, Dr. No, comes out in the UK. Wow. Big year for culture. Yeah. There's a lot of heavy-hitting things, for sure. A lot of the years we've politics. About... Okay, here we go. Never mind. Oh, 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 what? I was going to say, a lot of the years that we've talked about so far have more of an emphasis on, like, humanitarian tragedy or, you know great political upheaval and then this year is like oh wow look at all this cool stuff that came out well don't you worry because we're going to get into all that oh yeah doctor no yes in the world of politics things were at an interesting place the seven and a half year long french algerian war finally came to an end with the evian agreement being signed and put into effect the cuban missile crisis taking place Jamaica becoming independent from the uk the 27th government of turkey being founded and the North Yemen civil war starting. Scientific innovations were afoot this year as well, with the first ever non-US or Soviet satellite being launched into space and the Ranger 4 spacecraft spacecraft crashing into the moon. Sadness inevitably struck this year too, with a devastating coal mine explosion taking place in Germany, the worst ever Dutch rail disaster happening, killing 93, and American Airlines Flight 1 crashing at what is now known as JFK Airport. From the serialization of Silent Spring, to the last nuclear atmospheric test detonations occurring in the U.S., to Pope John Paul XIII excommunicating Fidel Castro, this one was the year for... Fuck. (laughs) This year was one for the history books. I can't read English tonight. Taking a rightful spot in those history books alongside those aforementioned events, no doubt, was the 7th Annual Eurovision Song Contest, which was held on Sunday, March 18th, 1962, in Luxembourg City. Let's get ready to rewind to 1962. That was a mess. <laughs> I think I think you're in the clear. I think that was perhaps the best way to deliver that. Okay. Let's see, we'll, we'll see what the audience thinks. Ellis? Are you there? Ah, yes. I muted myself so you wouldn't hear me typing and then forgot to unmute myself. <laughs> mm, cheery, pip, pip. Mm, huzzah. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is a train wreck from the get-go. Let's get into woo! it. Oh yeah. God! And I just picked um, everything. Okay, <laughs> perfect. That's the energy we we need. Hell yeah! Um, Find a crash our way through this episode. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of the charts right. this year, I didn't really. Uh, I found a Wikipedia article that was called "European Number Ones in 1962," but there were no sources cited, so I didn't use that. 
But I did, um, based on some internet research, I did find some artists of note in 1962 uh, in the European continent. And they were Chubby Checker, Cliff Richard, The Shadows, Elvis Presley, Pat Boone, Ray Charles, Brenda Lee, Matt Monroe, Nat King Cole, The Tornadoes, Carol King, The Everly Brothers, Shirley Bassey. That entire list is so much more soulful than anything we got on this show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's a little bit more, um, they're all more like American slash British than yeah, anything we had on the show, true. really. Yeah, so um, 1962 Eurovision Song Contest. It was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Dude. I, I don't know if I agree. I think it was kind of nice. It was nice. It was just a little bit... Um, I liked it. I, I think it was th- things got a little samey at some points. Like I got to a point where I was like, every single song sounds the same. You know? Okay. Okay. There, I can understand that. Yeah, there was definitely a moment of that for me, and then it did snap back at the end. But yeah, yes, agreed. Um, there was a, a long run of songs at the end where I was like, banger after banger. This stuff is all very good. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely- but on the very end, there was like a, a, a string of like three songs where I was like, these are awful. <laughs> Yeah. Really? We're definitely in a point of Eurovision at which it's like the 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 excessive formality of the early contests really cracks me up, particularly with how like when you compare them against how campy and over overblown the modern ones are, it's really interesting. Like, dang, we went from everyone's in suits in tuxedos, like politely clapping into all right. Get ready, Neta Barzilai is going to land this plane. <laughs> yeah, get ready for a Ukrainian drag queen to wear a, a silver sequin dress with a number 69 on the back. Uh, it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, um, so, yeah, um, the 7th Annual Eurovision Song Contest was in Luxembourg City, Luxembourg, at Villa Louvigny. And before we get into any of the songs, got some fun fact fjord welcome to the fun fact fjord in terms of fun facts this was the last uh, contest to not be held on a saturday night it was on a sunday oh, oh neat okay is that the yeah, I think that... day from then on <laughs> yeah not before that though <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah on march 19th 1962 the lord said there will be rest <laughs> or whatever he said in the bible also um i don't know if this is like controversy but um there are some power issues that you probably noticed oh, is that why um is that why the is that why the netherlands got all dark yes the power okay. went out fascinating i thought that was a camera glitch no the power went out in um the theater and also between did you notice um like at the end of France's song, like right when she stopped singing, it went to black? No, I didn't. I did. So, well, that yeah, that was because the power went out again, and apparently um they had to take a like a little uh break to kind of figure things out before Norway got on stage. Damn Luxembourg, get your shit together. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think that was it. In general, this is kind of light on um controversy corner fun fact fjord as all the early ones are just because things weren't as documented back then so it's harder to know these things yeah but um yeah with that are we ready to get into the songs let's do it me thanks yeah all right so starting off uh the, the 62 contest we have finland this was marion rung with the song tippity 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 keraton balaton Tipiti, 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 lintunen, kertoisen. Tipiti, 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 ketsimen, yenneten. Tipiti, 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 harman, uhmankin. Vuorolaulu, lauletaan, tässä kumpikin osallaan. Saamme kauemmas kulmaan, kutsun before we talk about the song, taking a trip to Fun Fact Fjord. Oh, right. hey. awesome. Welcome to the Fun Fact Fjord. Right away, right off the bat, yes, you know it. Um, 
So Marion was the winner of the Soapot Song Festival in 1974 and the Intervision Song Contest 1980. No, Intervision. Intervision, remember that? Yeah. We're going Eastern European in this his house. Choo choo. Absolutely in this his house on this Sunday night or Wednesday night for (laughs) those listening. Um, Also, this is um, this song is one of five songs who have ever represented Finland at Eurovision and gone number one in Finland. Oh, that's oh. cool. What does that yeah. mean? It means that this song and four other Finnish representatives got number one on the Finnish charts, and that's it. None of the other ones have. Oh, okay, okay, on the charts, not like in the... In- the charts, I should have said that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's good for, the, good for this song, then. Good for Marion. the song. And I thought this song was... Amazing. Interesting. I agree. It's kind of great. It's, um, I would say kind of great. Amazing might be too far, but kind of great. Yeah. Um, I will say, holy cow, is this song named TPD? (laughs) It, it (laughs) sure really is that. Cause she's going TPD, 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 for the entire thing. And it was kind of cracking me up. That said, enjoyed it. I don't know. I don't know if this song stands out in its naming convention. Um, (laughs) I I also quite like the song. I thought there was this very cute moment where she like sung something and then the orchestra played it back. Oh Um, yeah. 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 Call and response. This is, uh, this is the first or the earliest Eurovision that we've seen so far with a real video to it. So there's not much of a performance aspect, but wherever there was, you know, kind of little gestures or smaller things that kind of contribute to the song itself, I, I took note as much as possible. Um, I guess that was more part of the song, but that comes up later. Uh, I thought I thought this song was very fun. I don't know if I... I don't think it has a chance of winning, but I thought it was cute. I thought it was fun. Yeah, very fun is a good descriptor. Um, it, it, it was just enjoyable to listen to. And like... Her camera presence was good. The song was fun. It's like it was it was a good start. Yes, it was a yeah. very good start. I can agree with that 100%. Yeah, I think um fun is a good word to describe this like we've been saying. I also would say a little bombastic, not too much, but <laughs> kind of gave me that. There's um, a modicum of bombast. Yes. Um, I think that this is like the 1962 version of a banger. I don't okay. know. I think there are some other. I think there are some other songs later on that hit that uh, criteria more. Why not both? Volcano mm. Los Dos. Okay, um, fine. I'll, I'll let that. I'll let. I'll, I can. I can agree with that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I probably would agree with that too, Melon. Um, I think her stage presence is interesting. It's very kind of she like kind of carries herself and performs like a younger person, and she sort of has a shyness to her, which I think is really endearing. Um, which I feel like with a song like this kind of shouldn't work because I think that might, in theory, work better if you're more confident. But also, this is very kind of sweet, and I don't know. I think that the end of the shyness balanced with her. Definite like comfort on stage works well for this, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can agree with that. Oh, and this is something that I think some of the songs struggle with this year that this one does not at all. This has very good pacing. Yes. Yeah, yeah definitely. The, the pacing of this song reminded me of like a film intro score, like the kind of the thing that sets the tone for the greater story as a whole. Great, great pacing for this one. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, um, Milan, you said this one has no chance of winning, but how do you think this one will do? Oh, before you say that, sorry. Okay. Um, the voting. Yes, that's my, that was my question. Yes, so the voting this year was the same voting that happened, or actually it might be worse than the voting oh, in 1965. Oh, no. Let me remind myself what the voting was in 1965. Yeah, this is worse. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of rewarding points instead of having a top three and rewarding the points one three and five 
had a top three and they rewarded their points one, two, three. Oh. Okay. So much tighter margins here then. Potentially. Because they weren't tight enough in nineteen sixty five. Yeah. That's right. Oh jeez. Um so um keep that in mind when you make your <laughs> predictions for how this one will rank. But nevertheless, yeah. how do you think this one will do? Um even with that absurd system, this one is certainly going to get points, I think. Um, well, yeah, no. it's. I think this is going to do pretty well. Um, it's a good song. I think it'll get a little a little bit of a boost from going first and from leaving a, like a, a very good opening impression. Um, and like it holds up and it's good and it's fun and the deepa 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 deep makes it like gives it a little facet to be memorable and hang on to. So I positive. I'm with you. I'm with positive. Um, there's only 16 songs though. And that voting system leads me to believe that many will get zero points just because they're not in anyone's top three. And I feel like this one has a chance of getting like one or two points. Maybe. I think this will do a little bit better than that. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We will see. And before we see that, we're going to move on to song number two, which was from Belgium. It was Ton Nom by Fulclerc. Ton nom Qui joue avec mon nom Pour lui donner le mien Effacer le tien Um, and I'm going to say it, this is just, oh, there are three very similar songs in this contest, and this is one of them, and this is the worst of the three, I think. I, I think I know which ones you're talking about, and yes, I agree. I will Good. say, he had a lot of swagger on that stage. His hands were like, oh, I still liked this, yeah. In his pocket, he was, you know, slouching backwards. His um, impressive eyebrows. Oh, yeah. He carried a he carried a significant presence on that stage. Yeah, he's also Isn't like it? he's a proper singer. Yeah, he's great, very talented. I will slightly push back on the stage presence. I thought his arms at the beginning were really awkward. Did you see that? You mean in his in his pockets or somewhere else? No, he like lifted his arms towards the beginning, and it was really weird. Whoa. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I there's only so much that you can do. In this sort of environment, and I think he pulled it off pretty well. Um, definitely not the worst stage presence all night. There are others that I think pull it off more naturally, it, like including the song right before us. But I thought it was fine. I like this this song. It's not the most exciting song, but it's good. And he's he's a very good singer. But yeah, I don't think this song was written very well. I think his voice was very strong, but. As oh. far as pacing, like we talked about with the first one, um, this one felt kind of all over the place. It was very scattered. It, it sped up significantly for uh, the... I forget if it... No, yeah. It slowed down for the intro, and then it sped up right after that. And it kept on like moving in and out of focus, if that makes sense. Mm. Like okay. He, yeah, he became kind of rapid and not not frantic, but a little bit more, a little bit too quick at points. And then the song would slow down, and he would slow down, and it kind of kept on moving in between those two states. And I don't know if that was a great decision. I noticed that too. Uh, it was especially evident there was in the middle bit. It sort of started to speed up, and it changed tone also, and. Yeah, I think it it tried to be too many things at once, which yeah. al- always leads to it not being able to deliver to deliver on any of those things because it's stretching <laughs> itself too thin. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I do think that this was a good performance sung by a talented performer. We've seen him before, actually. He represented Belgium in '56. I was going to say the name sounded familiar. Yeah. Yeah, he um did um the song about the guy who. Hates his wife and wants to drown himself. Oh, right. oh yeah. 
Which wow. I like the song a lot better than this, I think, because I think the song is better, but I don't think that he's gotten to be a worse performer over time by any means. Yeah, yeah. I think he's he's got a very strong voice. Uh, you can't deny yeah. him that by any means. But, there are a lot of really strong voices this year. Oh, I have to say. Yeah. We're, we're, we are definitely very much before the point in Eurovision at which, like, the 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 entries start coming that aren't legit singers um and it definitely we're not shows. yet at the point where good singing is optional yes yeah <laughs> and it, point where you can be an instagram influencer <laughs> uh, yeah and plastic surgeon <laughs> enthusiast yeah um or a dentist oh or a dentist <laughs> or a dentist or a, a sexy sexy dentist <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um how do you think this one will do, considering all these things? Strong zero pointer. I don't think. Oh really? Oh yeah, just because it's got to be in your top three, and this one is too scattered compared to a lot of the other songs. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I was gonna say that I think based on the fact that we've got Jerry voting and the fact that this guy has a very nice voice, that it'll get a boost from that. But mm-hmm. that is a good that, that is a good point about the top threes. I think that's going to be our main influence in uh, judging for this this particular context contest. Yeah, yeah, things are going to be different than they would normally. Yeah. Oh, also, fun fact, Fjord for Belgium. I forgot. Ooh. Welcome to the fun fact, Fjord. Um, this guy shares the record for most amount of Eurovision appearances as a main performer at four. Tied with? Tied with Liz Asia from Switzerland, who we know. Nice. That's very cool. So from Switzerland, which we also know. It's more than one? (laughs) More than one person that he's tied with? Well, they're like, Peter Soon Marker is an act. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, And they did the, like, garbage song in 1979. Yeah, good stuff. Very good. (laughs) Um, and also Elizabeth Andrewson, which I don't think uh, we've run into her yet. Damn, impressive. Yes. Um, but I think that means we're ready to move on to our next song, which is song number three, Spain, Yamame, by Victor Paliguer. Yamame, yamame si viola, yamame si pierdes el mundo de tu vida. Cuenta. Siempre conmigo, como el amigo que nunca olvida. So this one, I'm confused because there are there are definitely bits of it, like not not bits in time, but like bits in orchestration and bits in melody, where I'm like, oh, this is really fun, and then by the end of it, I was like. I should by all means like this, but I am still very unconvinced by the singer and the song itself, if that makes any sense. Um, like, I thought the the large amount of saxophones in the backing track was very nice as a person who likes the saxophone. And I thought it sounded Spanish without sounding like a pastiche of Spanish sounds. That was the biggest strength for me for this song, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it ended and it was like, Huh. Okay, sure. You know? Yeah. Interesting. I I think this song had more of an impact on me, but specifically because of that uh the incorporating like classic Spanish sounds without becoming a caricature of itself or Spanish music culture. Yeah. Uh, it I also think this song should be credited with getting you moving a little bit. Uh, the orchestration was well done and uh, engaging, I think is the best word for it. And But it didn't overshadow his voice in any way. His voice was still uh, quite clear and quite present and quite pronounced, and it, it was a good thing. Um, but I do agree that it it was lacking enough in parts that it didn't come together as a as like a strong whole if that makes yeah. sense yeah 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 no i'm yeah i'm on board with that definitely yeah i 
I think I like this one more than you guys did. I will agree that it was a little bit disparate, but um, well, I'm looking at my notes and I realize that I talk a lot more about things that are not the song, the actual <laughs> song. But yeah. um, I thought that the song was kind of fun. It reminded me of something that would be in a movie, like a theme song to a movie. I said maybe one that is set at a skiing resort. I don't know why I said that. Oh, but, um, oh yeah, I sure. Like that. I think that's cool. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I can kind of, I, I feel that still. Um, I also think that he emotes very well. I think there are a lot of people this year that emote very well, but like he was the first one where I was like, ooh, I feel what he's feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, the vocal is good, but I think that's kind of a everyone's vocal was good, except actually maybe everyone's vocal was good. Oh, um, there, there, there are a couple. Are there? There's, I'm there's I'm, one. I'm excited to get there. There was one where I thought it was technically proficient, but I was like, this is nails on a chalkboard. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see about yeah. that one. Um, I liked his outfit a lot. He had this like collarless shirt. And uh, that. yeah, it was like a, I think it was a button up with, ha- it had no collar. And then there was this weird thing that wasn't really a tie, but um, it was on his tie area. And I thought yeah. it was nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that was kind of sweet. Yeah. Um, and in terms of pacing, I think this one also kind of lacked it started at one level and sort of stayed there and it sort of bragged, which was too bad. But um, overall, this was a middling one for me. This was my favorite song of the night so far. But we're only three songs in, so that's not Oh, safe. so far, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah I, I was like I, <laughs> really shocked at first, but yeah, so far. I, yeah. I accept that. I, I definitely definitely preferred Finland to this one, I will say. Mm, okay. Like, without a doubt. So you preferred Finland to this one, but do you think it'll do better than Finland? Um, doesn't make know. any sense. Like <laughs> Finland, yeah, I I got you. There, there. Are... <laughs> I cracked myself up. <laughs> what yeah. I meant to say is, you like Finland more, but do you think Finland will do better? Yes. Um. Yes, I do. I think there are bits of this song that are better, but. Finland's is a better song. I don't know. I I I, mm, I slightly prefer this to Finland. Uh, so I think I'll have to give it kind of the same ranking as Finland. Like, if it gets points, it's going to be one or two, not not any higher. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, moving on to song number four, which comes from Austria, this is. Lenore Schwartz with the song Nur in der Wiener Luft. So, um, for the listeners at home, while I was watching this contest, I sent Millen and Ellis a picture of my notes and the extra placement of them. Wow. Maybe the worst song we've ever covered. It was about this song. Oh my god, this was so bad. I'm shocked. And, like, it's not even. It was the worst ever. Oh, we've. I don't know if it was the one that I enjoyed the least, but I think it was. Objectively, the worst. But, I mean, uh, Ellis, were okay, you so, blown away by this as I am? At this um, revelation, huh? Can I, can I explain myself? Yes, please do. I'm not saying that I love this, but song, but I certainly did not have the intensely negative reaction that you did. It was, it was like I was so averse to this. Okay, so, so first of all. This kind of falls into the category of one of my least favorite musical trends of all time, which is operatic sopranos singing radio-friendly music. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so even definitely. if that was done, even if that was done correctly, I wouldn't like it. This was she was off some, for like like her timing was off or something because the instrumental and the vocals didn't go together at all. It sounded I like they were playing two different songs. I will say though, you make this claim and then you enjoy Australia 2019? 
Oh, but that's that's different though, because like I mean I, th- I I'm more thinking of like that's like classical contemporary. This was just like a thing in like the 40s and 50s and 60s where pop singers would like have soprano ranges and like sing with too much vibrato. Like that's an like I like I like Australia 2019 because that's like an opera song. It's like what it is, but I think it was like a thing in this time period to just have pop singers sing like that, and it like kind of grates on me. I don't know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I thought the pacing was really weird. Similarly to um, Belgium, kind of tempos were weird. Like it was sort of this like slow waltz at the beginning, and then it got into this weird like military like drum beat. Then it ended up turning into something that like would actually kind of sound like it would be in an opera. So the song I think that was, was a really weird part though for me. The actual she was doing like the vocal runs. Yeah, that was in, that was insanely out of character for the rest of the song. Yeah, it was so weird, and I think that the song was so disjointed. And I feel like we kind of joke and say like, "Oh, that didn't feel like a real song," but in the most like genuine, pure way, this didn't feel like a real song. Like it kind of sounded like like an alien like came down to earth in the 50s and with their like detached knowledge of the human race were asked to make a song that could be on the radio and it would sound like this (laughs) because it like incorporates a lot of elements of like like opera music and waltz and these different types of beats and things like that but it's all into one song and it has no coherence and yeah the pacing was weird just I don't know. Also, she looked weird. She looked like a feather duster. I don't really like the dress. <laughs> Sorry oh about God. it. Actually, oh, no, I remember this dress as being uh, fit, like fitting oddly. I think right at the end. Looked, well, looked, it, it was kind of swallowing her up. Like I don't, I don't really mind like tool and things of that nature. But it, yeah, it looked kind of too big for her. So yeah, I was disturbed by this. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. I was misremembering the dress. It is. It is very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't hate this nearly as much as you did. It's, um, I didn't think it was good. Like, I think the only thing that this song has going for her are, or the only thing that this song has going for it are her vocal chops. And so if you're not a fan of this type of vocal, I can easily see how that would drive it even further downwards. Um, that said, there I, I think there are there is at least one song in this show that is strictly worse than this. I think. Um, oh, like oh, I, the, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, um, I the, like. I thought this was. Inc- it, it's very much of this time, and that it's like a perfectly adequate song with a crazy technical vocal, um, and so I thought it was just like. Okay, fine, sure. It's here. It's we have to accept that this is what this time period like to do. Um, but I didn't despise it like you did. I'm with Ellis on this one. I didn't. I didn't hate this song either. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't really have much else to add. It wasn't too much of a song. The only thing it had going for it was her vocal capability. I feel like this song was. Her voice was good, but it was not a good use of her voice. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Was, it. it was not well. It was not tactfully applied for a song. It's just like, hey, you are being interviewed for you know, to join a choir. Let's see everything that you can do all at once. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I definitely didn't hate it as much as you, Jonathan. But I don't think anyone's gonna rank it as their, you know, in their top three either. Yeah, to close this out, I will say that this undoubtedly wins the Nostalgia Award of Okay, Sure, But Why. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. So so you don't think this is going to be in one person's top three, Millen? No, I don't think so. It had too no much... Point? Yeah, yes. Oh. It had too much um, bombast as, as a word that we've been using uh, on this show in particular. <laughs> Uh, I don't like it when you say that word about this song. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> too much surface area without enough substance. Uh, that's just... <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think this is going to get. I would imagine this is going to get saved from the 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 fate of no point by like the one judge who's like, oh yes, I I vote on strictly vocal quality. <laughs> Look at that vocal run. <laughs> um, which is going to be the same person that's going to absolutely shit down the throat of one of my other favorite songs from later in the night. But uh, hmm. but like. It's it, it it can't do that well. I like the way you guys are thinking. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. All right. I might actually. I I have to contend that point, just because of all of the rest of the songs of the night, of the like of the male singers in particular. There's a lot of male singers, but there's only one that really qualifies as like a right and proper ballad. Maybe two, um, but they're coming up much later. But a lot of the other songs are a lot poppier and peppier and sure they all have great voices but i feel like when you have so many songs that uh, are sung by excellent performers and have more substance as a song than this one even the person who says oh ho, you know pretentious about uh mm-hmm. vocal runs and you know aroused by them and all that stuff um i feel like even in that case you're, they're not going to vote for this song just because there are other examples. Of- That's right. Yeah, there is a lot of there are a lot of good voices this year. Yeah, so I think that finishes our thoughts on that awful, awful song. We're ready to move <laughs> on. Thankfully, this is the song number five, which comes from Denmark. It is called Vugavise, and it is sung by Ellen Vinter. I think that um, the 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 like the running order makes Austria look even worse. That this is after this because I feel like yeah. they're kind of similar songs, except this is just has so much more control and has so much more focus. I mean, it, it's sort of different because I think that I mean, it's hard to compare the Austrian song to anything because that song exists in a vacuum. But um, <laughs> I think that um, in space, no one can hear you do vocal runs. <laughs> oh, yeah or like or like whatever anything else of that was um, but I think that this this has a, 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 like a semi-operatic vocal it's definitely closer to like a Tralto kind of thing um, but yeah I think that this is like very classy kind of jazzy um, and if you kind of if, if you want to do an operatic vocal for the early 60s I think that this is how you should do it if you want me to like it um it is pretty one note. I will give it that. But um, I thought this was really f- nice. It was romantic. It was very simple, but not particularly in a bad way. And I'm going to bring this up later, but I think that this was nice enough to hold my attention, but I think it was just nice enough. And if it was any more boring, it would kind of lose me. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you on this one. Like, this is a, it's a nice song, but there's not really a whole lot to it. Like, it kind of just, it's kind of like, okay, song time song song's done um and there was nothing wrong with the song it's just like okay it's there it's just like it's it's a perfectly nice song is what it is um but we get a lot of that at this point in the year or at this point in the eurovision so i'm with the two of you it's uh i i do think to credit this song over austria in particular the like the backing uh, orchestral composition had more nuance to it. It wasn't as like elementary, I guess, as primary as Austria's was. Um, however, like you're saying, it it was a song. It was a very safe entry. I think it was the very yeah. It, this was probably the safest entry in the performance in the in the song contest. Um, I think there maybe might have been one that was safer for me at least. All right. Uh, 
I, I thought this song felt long, actually. It's like, okay, I yeah. get the point of it. Why can't it be over now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but certainly, uh, I think I think Jonathan said this, or Austria suffered due to running order. I think I would rephrase it to say that this one was propelled up due to running order. Um, just in, I that's kind of the same, different way of saying the same thing, but whereas Austria was a surefire shot for zero, uh, for me at least, this one might have been a shot for zero, but because of where it is, it's probably going to get propelled up. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, but like, again, this is to kind of, to, to segue into the, the placing talk, who is gonna? Who? Who? Who is this? Who? Who? That's a very good point. Who hears the song and is like, "Yes, this needs points." Um, like it doesn't deserve not points, but it doesn't deserve points enough to get points when you have a top three voting system. So I can't yeah. see this one doing particularly excellently. Yeah, dig. I do dig. Yeah. Was there? Do you know if there ever was a year when it was top five or something? I feel like that would be more interesting than. I don't think so because I think that um, from '62 to sometime in the late '60s, it was pretty much this. Then after that, it was something really weird where they ranked each song on a scale of one to ten. Oh no! Then all the so- all the scores were in between like fifty and two hundred sixty or something. Um, and then in the 70s, I think we covered the first like 12 point contest in 75 or something. Yeah. And then, like, from that point forward, it was 12 points. So I don't think so. All right. Maybe, maybe uh, oh, an approach for the future. Who knows? Perhaps. Um, I'm, I just uh, went to the 61 contest on Wikipedia, and it looks like um, it had like a pool system where I think. Each jury had a maximum of 10 points to give, and they could give them any, any increment that they wanted. Oh, Ooh. Jesus. That sounds <laughs> so like, fun. So, like, for example, in 61, Switzerland gave 1 point, 1 point, 1 point 1.7 points to countries, but then at the same time, Spain did 1 point, 2 point, 1 point, 1 point, 2 point, 3 point. I kind of love that and hate that simultaneously. Yeah. They throw off our rankings the most, Alice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, I think that's everything we have to say about Denmark. Which means that it's time to talk about Sweden. Song number six. This is Tul och Kvar by Inger Berkun. En juvelerare och hans affär Är och på till att allt så dystert är En dag framför hans fönster dröjde jag Och ett slikt sa på dag Det var en glad ung man med solvargsgris Som var med fälja med som är smaklådin Han sökte något att sin fest all right so um this is my least favorite one on the show what i thought that um the she is okay so she's a less impressive vocalist than anyone else up to this point and then she goes through a song that is kind of fun but not as good as finland's until we hit about two-thirds of the way through and she starts doing this insane scat thing (laughs) which is so deeply off that i was just sitting there watching it going like ah why and it ruins the song and it like completely outweighed any of the positive any of the positive favor that had curried up over the last like two minutes and it was like oh no oh oh no why are you doing this and she's just standing there going
so uh <laughs> that is what she's doing yeah i thought i thought that was a it was a choice it was <laughs> not a good one and i think it was just irredeemable i think everything you said was right but i really liked this one. Oh, really okay <laughs> <laughs> one of one of my notes verbatim is this vocal is kind of bad but i don't care like i admit that this is by far the worst voice of the night, I think, especially since she had the weird falsetto stuff that oh. perhaps she did not need to do. No, perhaps. Um, no, definitely did not need to do. Oh, okay. Um, I thought that um, she was a good performer. I thought her stage presence was really good. She seemed really charming. She made a good connection with the camera. I always love that. Um, this is another one that I think benefited a lot from running order. It was uh, after bunch of songs that were pretty low energy and this one kind of got us back up and dancing which i liked yeah, um which i, I really liked can... for the first half of it yeah and i think that she convinced me enough in the first half to be like oh i know you i trust you like i get you <laughs> this <laughs> vocal is really bad trust. she did look great in that dress i loved it i said i love uh, this I, little I, said, I, th I said she betrayed that trust i thought she said I thought you said. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said she looks great in that dress, and I said yes. <laughs> I don't think she betrayed the trust, though. I was like, okay, I get you, and like, this is fine and cute and whatever. I guess you didn't like the the uh, the air violin. Oh, I'm I missed that. I uh... she was like, dig -a -dig -a -dig -a -dig, and then she like pretended to pluck on a violin. That's cute. I like it. Um, yeah, I, I would have liked it more if she wasn't. Um, I would have liked it more if she wasn't also going. <laughs> <laughs> she she was the one who provided the voice on the Google Translate Turkey language. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm I'm closer to siding with Jonathan on this one, Alice. Uh, okay. I what you read as less fun than Finland's entry. I read as a more uh, contest-winning version of Finland's entry. Oh, interesting. Uh, I would say that also. Yeah. Uh, I also I think... It had the potential to be, at least. Yes. What you read as bad uh, vocal performance, I read as this kind of, like, conversationalism in between her verses. Like, she would speak parts of it, but it wasn't spoken word. It was like she was talking with the audience or with the orchestra just a little bit um i thought that was pretty neat uh i i i enjoyed it and then it all went downhill with that vocalization the high up thing that was so annoying it was so annoying <laughs> i guess i can't say that you're wrong but um i see it differently i guess yeah, I, I think that I still think this will place above oh. Finland's, maybe. Hello, Ellis. Yeah, I feel like Ellis should be responding to these things. I disagree. Okay. Um, I, yeah, no, I think it'll place below Finland. I think it'll place below another one. I think it'll place below a lot of them. <laughs> hmm. Um, yeah, no, just right. ain't it for you. All right, that ain't it, sis. Says Alice about Sweden. Um, will he say the same thing about song number seven, Germany, which is Connie Frobos with the song Zwei kleine Italiener? Zwei kleine Italiener, die träumen von Napoli, von Tina und Marina. Die warten schon lang auf sie. Zwei kleine Italiener, die sind so allein. Eine Reise in den Süden ist um, Does it have to do with being an Italian? Yes, it is called Two Little Italians. Okay. Ah. Cool. Uh, um, uh, no, he will not say the same thing. I liked this song. I thought this was a better version of Sweden's. <sighs> um, and also, fun fact, Germany Fjord. Welcome to the Fun Fact Fjord song ended up becoming a very big mainstream success in Europe, and it was recorded in English, Dutch, and Italian by Connie. Oh, cool. Yeah, no, I thought this was, uh... I, I, I liked this song. I thought this song was really good. Um, you know, it, I, it was kind of similar to the Sweden one in that it was, like, 
a relatively peppy, upbeat one, and particularly coming off of the 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 the, the couple of pre yeah, the couple of pre Sweden slower ones, and it didn't have the uh, stupid vocal violin stuff. Um, <laughs> I think it's it's similar in that she's not as good of a vocalist as the first stretch that we had, but she pulls it off better. So yeah, I thought this one was I thought this one was quite nice. I l- enjoyed this a lot. I had an entirely different reading of this song. Uh, this song feels pretty like nursery rhymey, I guess. But okay. it, doesn't, it doesn't manage being... I'll just read my notes. Without being very fun, it manages to sound like something you might sing to your children about starting the day or dancing in the rain and making the most of it. Like, good, cute, but... <sighs> With none of the none of the fun, none of the bounciness, none of the uh, aging element of a nursery rhyme about starting the day or dancing in the rain and making the most of it. I don't know. This one just didn't, it didn't hit the nail on the head for me. Yeah, I guess I kind of know what you mean. Um, I said that this was kind of safer version of what Sweden did interesting or it's kind of like like an up-tempo like cute song sung by a woman who isn't very particularly good at singing not to like say she's a bad singer but i don't know this isn't really like a big vocal moment kind of song um i thought this was really good i don't think that it's fair to say that this is a worse version of sweden because it it's kind of hard to compare them but i do think they're similar um, yeah. i think that she had a lot of charisma as a performer yeah. i think that the biggest strength in this whole package is like her stage presence and her skill as a performer. I I made two references. I said that she looked like Shirley MacLaine. I do not know who that is, but I'm looking it up now. I've certainly heard the name. It's like a whole an old Hollywood actress, but like it looked like a lot. It looked a lot like her when she was younger. Oh, cool. Um, and I said that this is perhaps the type of song that you could find. The films such as the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer claymation movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, that's a good. I, I can agree. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, Jonathan, I have a question for you. Yes. Do you know how old she was at this point? Because she looked to me to be super young. Right. She was born on October twenty eighth, nineteen forty three, which means she was oh. nineteen. Yeah. 18. That. Um. Yeah. It reads. When did Eurovision, when did the kids' Eurovision contest start? Junior Eurovision? Yeah. Oh, like 2005 or something. Okay. And what's the, what's like the recently. cap there? Um, I think, so, junior Eurovision, you have to be under 16, and there's probably like a, uh, an age like minimum also that I don't know. Um, but there wasn't an age minimum until like the 90s or something. There was like a weird trend in the late 80s of sending people under the age of 10 and then EBU shut it down really? almost immediately after. <laughs> oh my that's god, a, I would love to see one of those contests. That's funny. Not like a I mean, huge trend, but like I think in like 89 there were like two or three like very young performers and the EBU said we're not doing it, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, no, I I I, I like the song. I thought she was good. I thought the song was good. I thought it was fun. I think it will do appropriately, and by that I mean better than Sweden. I don't. I, yeah, yeah, better than Sweden for sure. But I don't know if that's a very high bar. <laughs> yeah, I guess by your standards, better than Sweden is anywhere from one to fifteen. Well, I I didn't hate Sweden that much. I was talking to Ellis. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I, 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 better than that too, I guess. I think this will do good, let's say. Okay, so we're about halfway through and we're getting on to song number eight, which came from Netherlands and it was Tinka by the Spellbrekkers. Uh, 
I thought that this. What did I think about this one? I kind of forgot about this one. Yeah. Wait, Melon, you 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 seem you seemed excited to go first. Oh yeah, you yeah. did. Go go for it. This one. Okay, I would like to just read to you my notes because I was I was listening to this one as I was falling asleep. Um, yeah. So normally I have the name of the song and the name of the artist, and then for this one I have enter enter enter, Dutch pop. They mirror. They both look like Elon Musk. I don't like this at <laughs> all. It doesn't seem like a strong energy, nor new line, too holiday adjacent. Katanka is grating. <laughs> um, needless to say, my uh, very sleepy, you know, eyes near closing state did not like this song. And I woke up, and I listened to it again, and I agree with him. I did not like this song. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I like it more than you oh, did, but I, I can't tell how much of it is actually me liking it and half of it, and how much of it is actually me being like, hey, I should like this. Um, uh, uh, oh, let me, I'm going to say my joke now. Um, this is getting out of hand. Now there are two of them. Um, <laughs> thank you. What, what uh, was that? How was that a joke? It's a Star Wars reference. They look very oh. Um And also, there are two they of did. them. That is true. There are two <laughs> of them. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the only You're time right. on this show that there are more than one person now. Um, well, that's correct. Yeah. Look at me, all observant. I'm that. Yep. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, I, um, I really kind of enjoyed listening to the Dutch language. It's fun. I, and I think. The sh- this song was a an ex- a nice showcase of it for my tastes of I like to listen to certain languages like Dutch mm-hmm. and Icelandic. Um, that said, it's kind of a weird song. Millen, you alluded yeah. it when when you were talking about the Katinka, but yeah. it it is a very kind of similar to Finland in that it's a very like somewhat onomatopoeic chorus. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know what an onomatopoeia for, but um, I think Katinka is a name. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, but it, like, it, I can see how that would be grading if you allowed it to be. Um, I I it, it could have gotten there for me, but I was too having too much fun being like, hey, Dutch. Um, so I don't think it was. I don't think this song is as good as Finland's still. Um, that's still, I think, on my top slot for s- as of yet. Um, but it was certainly better than Sweden. And I think better than the than uh, our couple of weird, uh, weird, good voice-based ones in the middle there. I think you both hit the nail on the head when you said that this one was weird. Yeah. I thought that they both looked really creepy. <laughs> Give off bad vibes. I think that okay. So, you notice something about them is that they either looked directly away from the camera, like pointedly so, or directly down the barrel at for an uncomfortable amount of time. That's a good point. So they have no charisma, which maybe a little bit too harsh, but that's what I was feeling. <laughs> um, there was this one weird part where I would I wouldn't really call it choreography, but it was like they had a movement that they did. And the way that the camera was located, you couldn't, they, they were like moving their arms and you couldn't see one of their arms because it was out of shot. So all yeah. it looked like was just like one guy grabbing the other guy's boob. And it, I didn't, <laughs> maybe it read better live, but I don't know that I noticed that. Um, That's very, so it was pretty boring and it was not as energetic as like the fun songs and not nearly as soulful as kind of the slower songs that we've already heard. Yeah. Also, in general, they kind of moved like marionettes, which I thought was weird. <laughs> That's a good show. Yeah, uh, but um, this is the one where um the lights went off in the middle. I have to yeah, say, they were that was professionals. Weird. They they were acting like nothing was happening. They were great. They were, yeah, they, they really pulled through. They trucked right through it. Um, to the point where like I thought it was just like a a camera issue. Like I thought it was like oh yeah, the tape got old before someone digitized it. Um. Like they they did not blink an eye. They were just like, "Oh, well, we're just gonna keep saying the word Katinka." <laughs> and they did. They said they <laughs> said that word. So oh, much. boy, did they! 
Yeah, also, just to make sure, I did look it up. Katinka is a name, and it is about a young girl whom the singers see walking every morning, explain that she has a powerful effect on the boys that be- see her, all of whom beg for her to turn around and give them a glimpse of your up-tilted nose. This is the exact okay. same song as Girl from Ipanema, but <laughs> several times worse. That's really funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Wow. <laughs> Comedy. I don't That's know that a song. great take. You don't know Girl from Ipanema? Yeah, that 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 is so. a very it, famous song. It's either the most or second most recorded song ever. What? Yeah. Huge. Also that I don't know it by name, but I know it. Oh, probably. I'm sure you, yeah, 100%. Tall and, right tan and young and lovely, the girl from Ipanema goes walking. And when she passes, each one she passes goes, ah. Uh, defined both uh, Nova music literally <laughs> that's true it's very good i enjoy it a lot that's all i have to say um this song i don't know that, if i know this one i'm listening to it right now but that's insane to me <laughs> that is, I, I don't know what to tell you sorry <laughs> i don't mean to don't mean to don't mean anything by that yeah, no no definitely not but um yeah um do you guys already talk about how this one will do zero fat zero no oh, fat zero no points i, I didn't like say, the i didn't like the composition i didn't like the writing it doesn't seem like a strong energy nor as i said zero I, points i think this should get exactly as many points as it has singers which oh. is two Ooh. <laughs> interesting And that's going to do it for this half of our 1962 Rewind here on the Eurovision Rewind podcast. Part two will be out next week. It'll be on time this time. I I swear. I swear. Um, uh, You can go check out all of our episodes as well as links to our socials at our website, vocabgumbo.com, as well as all the other shows made by Vocab Gumbo. You can follow us on the social medias at Eurovision underscore rewind on Instagram and at vocab gumbo on Twitter as well. If you want to help support the costs of the show, keep it running and also get a little bit of bonus content you can pop on over to patreon.com forward slash vocab gumbo. It's a couple of bonus clips up from this episode, a fun fact fewer that didn't get to air. It's all, it's all good stuff. Go check it out. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye.